Hello, all. Welcome to the Ex Millennial Man Podcast, the podcast for SeedSync.com. I am your host, Artie Kulik, and back for this gathering of the podcasting stars is one of the biggest stars, the Gabe Kaplan, if you'll say, of podcasting, and that's Ty Kulik. How are you today, Ty? Hi, everybody. I'm doing good. A little bit of, you can see how the sausage is made here. We're recording these two podcasts, these two weeks, three days apart. So that's why I still sound like I have. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're going to some weirdo Iowa town for a mini vacation. Okaboji. I've never been there. Everybody I've talked to said it's cool. So I'm looking forward to it. And I get to spend the week of hearing my wife and son alternate between thinking the Reds are the greatest baseball team ever or the worst baseball team ever. So they're four games over 500, <laughs> dude. And they got some super duper rookie, man. That guy's awesome. Well, this isn't Reds talk, but it, what's weird about it is they have like four great rookies, but one of they them have some good is, pitcher too. Yeah. But one of those four rookies is extremely good. <laughs> so, yeah, I kid. I mean, to hit for the cycle in what your eleventh game 15th, or whatever, fifteenth game. That's pretty. This guy, my son, who's just recently gotten back into baseball, loves loves this kid. And he feels so awkward rooting for a Cincinnati Red player yeah. because he's a St. Louis kid. And I'm like, you root forever you want to root for, man. It doesn't well, matter. <laughs> the player we're talking about is Ella De La Cruz, and in about three years, don't worry, he'll be on the Yankees or somebody worth rooting for. Hey, so. we'll take him on the Cardinals <laughs> if he wants to come over here. Ty, this is uh, I'm I kind of blindsided you with this. Originally, I was going to talk about a toy or something around the Fourth of July, but then I thought, you know what? There's nothing more American than the topic I'm about to bring up. This is such a big topic. It's a, it's a television series, okay? That in the okay. first half, we are only going to really be discussing the the first episode. Of this show. And then the second half, kind of what that legacy is. That's how big of a deal this was. And not just the first episode, but uh, along the way, it was a pretty, pretty big deal. I I need to start by telling you a little bit about a gentleman by the name of Rune Arledge. Now, you don't know who Rune Arledge is, do you? Nope. Sounds like an old 50s NBA player. So no idea. So Rune Arledge was an ABC uh, executive, worked for ABC Networks in the 70s and 80s. And so he's very widely known for, quote unquote, saving the 1984 L.A. Olympics. But he's also known for inventing or basically being the guy that started iconic TV shows. Nightline, 2020, Monday Night Football, probably one of the most influential sports people that nobody's ever heard of. Monday Night Football is a big deal to me. So, I, yeah, I'd never heard of this guy. Well, he had this idea because he worked for NBC before and then he came over to ABC. And after the 1976 Olympics, which were a huge, huge deal, and I'm going to bring up some of these names as we go on, but there's Mark Spitz won like eight gold medals or something like that. And I think it might have been the Winter Olympics with Dorothy Hamill. And then you had uh, Bruce Jenner winning the decathlon. Oh, yeah. and. Began, it wasn't just that Mark Spitz and Bruce Jenner were great athletes at the time. And yes, I know it's Caitlyn Jenner now. I'm not dead naming her. This no. is in the time period we are talking about. It is Bruce Jenner. But they were good looking. They were attractive. They were very photogenic in that 1970s way, the flowing hair and all that stuff. Wasn't Mark Spitz like Michael Phelps before Michael Phelps? Oh, yes. Yes. Is that how I know that name? Okay. Yes. Rune Arledge had this idea to kind of capitalize on the excitement of the Olympics. And then you got to oh, remember what? I think I know what you're going to talk about. <laughs> what am I, I going to talk about? Battle of the Network That's Stars. That's right. Battle <laughs> of the Network Stars. So. You mentioned Gabe Kaplan. And people, again, it's an audio, vis- <laughs> a, a vis- an audio medium, so you can't see. But my, 
my brain was working trying to figure out what <laughs> the battle of the network stars which is was a competition which actually went uh its original form went all the way to 1988 it was done roughly two times a year usually around sweeps it always aired on abc which i found weird but it was what? a i just figured and they would rotate it like they do with ah. well they don't with the olympics anymore but like they do with the super bowl okay and here's the thing it was a really, really big hit. As I go through and talk about this, people have never heard about it. They're going to be like, what? And I'm going to play some audio <laughs> clips for you here. But you got to remember, there's only three television networks at the time, ABC, NBC, and CBS. And there wasn't a billion-dollar movie coming out weekly. There wasn't one coming out but once like a decade, okay? So yeah. these were, honest to God, real TV stars, okay? These were yeah. people who – these were shows that people watched. And some of the names I'm going to drop you will have never, ever heard of. And okay. I barely know who they are. We're kind of going a little bit back because the first one of these happened in 1976. But oh, wow. I personally remember watching these things. I remember watching them in their later format. Then there's been a couple of revivals. And we're going to even talk about one of the dumbest television ideas ever in the second half. This was uh, I feel like SNL has spoofed this before, too, because I've never seen it. But mm -hmm. I know I've seen people make fun of it. Oh, it's been spoofed everywhere. And again, you're going to completely understand the entertainment value when I play some of the the clips. And these are all from the very first episode, okay? Howard Cosell was the was wow. the the color man announcer on Heavy these. hitter, man. Oh, yeah, Jeez. yeah. <laughs> they were all at Pepperdine University except for one. There was one that was in Mexico somewhere and Howard Cosell was the lead on all of them but one because he had some issue with ABC at the time. He's out there in his yellow Monday Night Football blazer, his Howard nice. Cosell. The very first <laughs> clip I'm going to play is him introducing the whole thing. So you get in the kind of the mood of it. But, you know, without talking, I should do that first and then talk about the competition. So when you fired up your television on November 13th, 1976, so was it Ross would be like three or two? Um no, a little bit older than that because he's 10 years older than me. So yeah. 76, I was born in 80. So yeah, no, probably yeah. three or four. Yeah, and I, yeah. I was one. And yeah. our parents probably <laughs> turned on their little dial TV, made little Ross switch the channel to ABC. Before I play the Howard Cosell stuff, what I'm playing here is about two minutes into the program because it doesn't work well for for audio. But at the very beginning, you see the three team captains. You see Telly Savalas, who's in his swimming pool, shirtless with a gold chain on, and he's picking <laughs> up the phone and he's like, yeah, I'll take care of him. And then it goes to Robert Conrad, who is like a. I don't really, know who any of these people. Are. Oh, you you tell. Oh, I'm going to give you a Telly Savalas course on it. But then you see okay. Robert Conrad, who's this very kind of serious actor, and like he did a lot of like I want to say police or war stuff. And it's I think it's one of my favorite lines ever. But you see him sitting there with a drink, with a cocktail in his hand, on the phone, going, "Nice, yeah, yeah, I'll take care of it." When did they die? They died today. And he hung up the oh, phone. And then you see Gabe Kaplan. And he's like yelling into his phone. I'll take care of it. I'll do it. I'll take care of it. And they go out. And you see all these limos come. And they meet at this. These three different sets meet at this intersection. And it says Battle of the Network Stars. And then this audio kicks in. Forget, if you will, the Olympic Games, Monday Night Football Championship fights conjure instead with the notion of Wonder Woman on the obstacle course. Kojak anchoring the tug of war. Farrah Fawcett Majors trying to be Sandra Palmer. 
Jimmy Walker spiking it for the point in volleyball. Barbara Parkins moving from captains in the Kings to crash helmet and bicycle. Damon Wilson essaying the role of Jack Nicholas. Adrian Barbeau of Maud meeting every physical challenge. Yes, it's the most unique sports competition in history. The stars of primetime television buying for almost $400,000 and pride and self-respect. We call it the Battle of the Network Stars. Did you know any of those names? Uh, well, I didn't realize Farrah Fawcett was ever married to somebody whose yeah. last name yeah. is Majors. Lee so Majors, that. Of, uh, the $6 million <clears throat> man, yeah. And I knew Jimmy Walker because he's the guy who said Dynamite on, uh, what was the name of that show? Not, uh, yeah, One Day at a Time. No, no not always, One Day at a Time, uh, Good Times. Um, good Times, and yeah. he's always on infomercials now because he's always <laughs> clapping and saying Dynamite on it, but I didn't recognize anybody else's name except for those two. And Howard Cosell, it's funny. I was watching The Simpsons with my son the other day, and they had their Vin Scully impersonator on mm-hmm. on The Simpsons. And he said, oh, who's that guy? So I told him who it was, and our, our dad and I explained to my son who that was. Vin Scully and Howard Cosell and Keith Jackson have to be the most recognizable <laughs> voices in the history of sports. So when you hear Howard Cosell's <laughs> voice come on, you know it's Howard Cosell. There is a Linda Carter who is Wonder Woman. Okay, so he did say, I love it too, like changing something to the bike crash helmets or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that was the the woman he was talking about is on a show called like Kings and something, and I have already forgotten. But go through pretty quickly here, the participants. Each team, I think, had 10 people. But so ABC, Gabe Kaplan from Welcome Back, Cotter was the captain. Mr. Cotter, right? Yep. And then there was Darlene Carr. Don't know. Uh, no idea. Linda Carter, who is on Wonder Woman, Farrah Fawcett Majors, who is Charlie's Angels, Richard Hatch, who I this was before, I guess, the original Battlestar Galactica, Robert Hedges, who he was a horse shack on Welcome Back, Cotter. Okay. He's going to come in important on this one. Hello, everyone. This is future RD, because I just said that uh, Robert Hedges played horse shack on Welcome Back, Cotter. And I know there's a group of you that just said, no, you idiot, he plays Epstein, and he does play Epstein. So I wanted to make sure I got that clear as we move forward because I'm going to make the mistake of calling him Horshack many, many times. Please forgive me and enjoy the rest of the show. Ron uh, Howard, the second week Ron in Ron Howard's a, on Yeah, it? second week in a row, we're talking about Ron Howard showing up where he just probably shouldn't yeah. be. <laughs> um, I wonder if he was drinking lawnmowers while he was sick. Yeah. <laughs> Hal Linden, Penny Marshall, from uh, wow. Laverne and Shirley, uh-huh. and then John Shuck. So that was your ABC team. Now, CBS, Telly Savalas, who, next to Howard Cosell, is the star of this one. Okay. Adrian Barbeau, Gary Berghoff, Kevin Dobson, Pat Harrington Jr., Bill Macy, not the Bill Macy you're thinking of, I- uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lee Merriweather, Mackenzie Phillips, Loretta Swift, and Jimmy Walker. Uh, he Jimmy. I'm sorry. He's one of two African Americans here. And then NBC is Robert Conrad's a captain. Melissa Sue Anderson, Karen Grassy, Tim Matheson, Ben Murphy, Barbara Perkins, Joanne Pettit, Kevin Tige, uh Bobby Troop, and Dem, uh, Demond Wilson, who was a uh, Sanford and son. The son was he son? Okay, yeah. so he wasn't. Uh, what's his name? The guy from St. Louis. Red oh, Fox. Yeah, yeah, Red Fox. Yeah. <laughs> so my point is, uh, Gabe Kaplan, welcome back, Cotter. Huge show. Telly Savalas was Kojak. 
huge show. Adrian Barbo and Bill Macy, they were both in Maud, another huge show. There's even a, during the competition, they have little like personal asides where they talk about some of the stars. And we're talking to Robert Conrad. He's like, you know, our show is uh, number 10 in the ratings, which meant something. That's big. Laverne and Shirley. So again, these were not throwaway stars. These were stars that our parents were used to watching on TV. Kind of a big deal. And one of the first little personal interest pieces was about Linda Carter and about how beautiful she is. And Mm -hmm. but then it's also like all the training she goes through for Wonder Woman. And so it was about it was a two hour program with commercials. I watched two hours. Yeah, I watched it on YouTube. (laughs) It was an hour and a half. Most of the competitions were pre-taped, but the very first one they do, okay, is a swimming, is a relay. And again, people are fresh off the Olympics, so they remember seeing a lot of these things. And they had, I think it was seven people or whatever that swam. The first six swam one lap, 25 meters, and then the last person had to swim 50. You have Howard Cosell, so he brings in Mark Spitz to help him with the swimming uh, event. And before... And again, Mark Spitz is brand new. Okay, he's he's yeah, brand yeah. new to uh, to television and uh, or outside of being an athlete. Brings in Mark Spitz to give him his honest opinion about the competition about to unfold. And here is what multi gold medal Mark Spitz said. Well, I think uh, Howard, the most important thing to watch here is whether or not the uh, competitors will actually make a finish. Some of them have been extremely, <laughs> some of them have been extreme, uh, extremely nervous. Uh, they've come up to me and asked me what should they look out for, and most of them are concerned with starting. The starting block, of course, is going to be about three feet above the water, and they're not accustomed to diving in at this height. Uh, I was looking over the program of the entrance, and I found out that Penny Marshall from Laverne happened to be doing uh, uh, in workout an interesting stroke. That was uh, swimming freestyle with her arms and kicking breaststroke, which is going to be a tremendous handicap for the ABC team. And I know that they're up for this. Yeah, it doesn't sound like Mark Spitz. or It sounds like Mark Spitz is telling the audience, don't expect anything spectacular here. <laughs> yeah, he has zero faith in these people doing it. I love because the way he explained how Penny Marshall swims is how I swim because it's just fluttering and just trying to get stuff done so credit to him for not being like oh it's gonna be a great competition he lets you know right <laughs> off the bat like this is gonna be garbage so and to, so to all of their credit the very first the very first lap for abc i remember linda carter was the first one and she jumps in and mark spitz makes a point to say how her form was really good and that was really nice and then the next person's penny marshall and halfway through, he goes, see, I told you this wasn't going to work. She's falling back to third place. <laughs> Wonderful. I love that. I love the fact that he took it seriously. <laughs> yeah. So, so it was. And you could kind of see at this moment, especially Robert Conrad for NBC, who all these people are actually in pretty good shape. He's kind of he's kind of getting a little upset about like, or competitive, not upset, but getting a yeah, little yeah. competitive. So mm-hmm. the next event was a running relay. Again, I want to say with seven or eight people and it alternated between running 110 meters and running 220 meters. Now okay. I do want to say something about relays in particular, because you have to pass the baton. If you've never done a relay, it looks like something that's pretty easy, but every it's now and then, even at the Olympics, right, you'll see people yeah. fumble it. And they're very strict rules. There's a zone you have to be in. You have to hand it off in that zone. The person leaving the zone has to have it fully in their hand, all these different things. So they practice. And I think about this because my son did a uh, track for the first year and yeah. was on a relay team. And you would see them all 
they would warm up and stuff. But before the race, I mean, they're practicing it like 50 times, that handoff yeah. to make sure they get it right. And he's a distance runner, so it's not as intense as a sprint. But anyways, I wanted to put that out there because the next person they get to help Howard is uh, Bruce Jenner, who, okay. again, just came off winning the decathlon, massive event, big deal. He's another guy coming over to call sport. He's new to it and everything. He says, I don't think I have in the clip, but he even says at one time, I don't want to make my bosses at ABC upset. But <laughs> Howard asks for his honest assessment of going on. And here's what Olympic well, gold. And I want to say before we get into the clip, I don't think people realize because Bruce Gender transitioning to Caitlyn Jenner and became this whole, this is what's on the card. Like, that's what a lot of people yeah. my age remember. Bruce Jenner was an incredible athlete. Oh, yes. I mean, to win the gold in decathlon at the Olympics. Yeah. That's 10 events. Before he transitioned to she, he was a hell of an athlete. Oh, like, right. I don't think people understand how impressive the stuff Caitlyn Jenner did when Caitlyn Jenner was still Bruce Jenner. Yeah, and that's a good point, too, because <laughs> this wasn't, and I'll talk about this in the second half, this wasn't some two-bit thing. You know, you're not getting some two-bit guy to come in and call this and yeah. some some people who played athletics in high school or whatever you're getting howard cosell mark spitz and bruce jenner these were yeah. the top athletes and and sports announcer of the time so this that would be like having the tnt basketball crew calling a game with lebron james yes, yes. but it's like a, a celebrity game yes here's what jenner had to say about the upcoming relay the 110 yards seems to be the easy part of the race. I think just about everybody uh, can run 110 yards and survive. But in the 220 yards, you have people here that have been training a total of about 15 minutes for this thing. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's going to be difficult for them, especially in the second uh, 110 yards of that 220. At that point, it's going to be determined not who is the fastest, but who is slowing down the least. Uh, it will be difficult. The exchanges also are, are going to be interesting. We've been working on them here for about 10 minutes. And... To try to get an exchange off is, is difficult for people that have been working on it for a long time. So it should be a very, very interesting race. Again, honest. Yeah, that's, I love that because <laughs> if they were to do something like this nowadays, everybody would be all, oh, it's fine. You're just having a good time. I love that they're taking it seriously and letting you know, like, this is going to be tough. And I love, I love the fact that Bruce Jenner said 100, and he's right. Anybody could run 110 meters. That's uh, that or 110 yards. That's a football field mm -hmm. and then 10 extra. So. But yeah, I love the fact that it was stated, it's not going to be who's going the fastest, but who's slowing down the least in the 220 <laughs> yards. If anybody is ever to watch anything from this very first Battle of the Network stars, it's this relay to watch. Because everything that Bruce Jenner said is absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, what I also found funny, too, because you have a mixture of uh, comedic actors and serious actors. They're introducing yeah. everybody before the race, and they're like, uh, who was it? Uh, Penny Marshall's kind of mugging for the camera and everything like that. And then they do Robert Conrad, and he's all serious looking. Uh, uh, I mean, even Damon <laughs> Wilson, who is a comic actor, is really, I mean, he was this whole event, he's like really serious. So sure, they're probably competitive. Oh, they are. They are. So they, the race itself is there was something that happened midway through and this whole competition was actually really really tight during the race itself two of the nbc people actually trip over each other and oh. as they're doing the as they're doing the handoff and as the it's uh, as they go to the next handoff you can see the nbc person is actually out of the zone or they're early so when the race is over 
Howard Cosell goes over to Telly Savalas. I'm going to talk more about Telly in a minute here. And Telly Savalas is he's he's Kojak, you know, and he's got that uh-huh. he's this Greek dude and stuff, and he's like. Okay. NBC cheated. I'm gonna I'm gonna file a protest. And so about ten oh, minutes boy. of the show is taken up of them doing it and they decide to disqualify NBC. And I guess that would make ABC first, NBC second, then CBS. And Robert Conrad loses it. He loses his <laughs> mind. <laughs> he, I'm sure. And he said, Look, I'm taking my whole team. We're walking off. You guys just go do whatever you're gonna do. I- I'm done with this. And they're like, no, no, no. They have this whole thing to try to make Robert Conrad feel better. And they're like, oh, we'll just give you a three-second delay. And he says, so you have Gabe Kaplan, Telly Savalas, and Robert Conrad all mm-hmm. yelling, kind of yelling at each other. Sure. And, and Howard Cosell's trying to bring the temperature down. And Robert Conrad, kind of half-joking, says, look, the problem is he's a Jew, he's a Greek, and I'm a German. I want to kill you all. <laughs> Oh, my God. They said that on national television? <laughs> and, I mean, they're all kind of joking, but it's still like, oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Couldn't get away with that now, man. So finally, Robert Conrad says, I'm a man. We settle this on the course. So he and Gabe Kaplan have a 110-meter runoff. <laughs> <laughs> what? That rules. <laughs> and, and Gabe Kaplan won. But I've got to play this for you. I've got to play this particular clip because it sums up the whole thing here. And you see Gabe Kaplan wins and Robert Conrad's like, this is how men do it. That's the right way. And <laughs> keep giving them congratulations. <laughs> but while they go to commercial, you get this remark or you get uh, this soliloquy from Howard Cosell. And so Gabe Kaplan comes through in the clutch. He understands now why we call it the thrill of victory vis-a-vis the agony of defeat. Look at the smile etched in the visage as he breasts the tape. And so ABC officially wins the running relay. NBC second, CBS third. And to top it all off, the positive exultation of team conquest. That is beautiful. That's great. I love that they're playing That's the Way. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I like it in the background, too. Howard Cosell is too good to be the announcer. So as the competition goes on, they have a uh, like a baseball, like a dunk tank thing. And okay. th- that one was interesting because they show Jimmy Walker, like his old stand-up. They show, his, they're like, hey, he used to be a stand-up and now he's this. And I got to admit, Ty, you watch that stand-up, it's, it's pretty funny. I mean... I'm sure... He was talking about like being in line for unemployment and they're like, what would stop you from doing work? He's like, because I don't like work. And (laughs) he said, you know, his buddy was like, why is this line not moving? He's like, a line means it's not moving. If we're moving, then we're in a parade. And he's like, one (laughs) guy, one black guy was so old that I'm like, what was your last job? And he's like, slave. And like, well, why'd you leave that? I mean, so it was 1970s comedy. But the great thing about it is... Everybody's got to start somewhere. I'm sure Jimmy Walker was good at it. (laughs) Yeah, so they did that. They had a golf competition. There was... I keep bringing up Robert Conrad, but there was a celebrity like tennis thing. And he said, yeah, you know, tennis, celebrity tennis is like what you would expect from celebrity tennis. Boring and bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's not wrong. (laughs) And like the golf, like uh, DeMond Wilson, you could tell was a real golfer, took it really seriously. It was, you know, so some of these things they were doing well. Well, what eventually happens is there's a, they're all pretty close to tied up and there's a round robin like volleyball game. At the end of it, it, whoever basically lost, I think, between, uh, or I think it was if CBS had won, then NBC would have, they would have been in the final, the finals of tug of war, which I'll talk about. If uh, CBS lost though, then they'd play against ABC. 
And okay. so Telly Savalas, who again, the, this whole thing, by the way, they're all wearing these Adidas track suits. So NBC mm-hmm. was yellow, uh, CBS was red, and ABC was blue. So Telly Savalas the whole time is always in his like swimming trunks with his <laughs> Adidas red jacket, no shirt on, and multiple gold chains. Nice. And smoking a cigar. Just just, wa- <laughs> just walking around the place, smoking a cigar, patting his team on the butt, telling them how good they do. Well, yep. CBS ended up losing the, the volleyball match. So afterwards, Howard Cosell's talking to team captain Telly Savalas. And here is the gem of that interview. Sorry about what happened, Telly. I don't think I am, Howard. I mean, I hate to say it, but I'm a sore loser. <laughs> you say, I'm sorry, but the, uh, the strategy is still paying off. Now, I'd rather face ABC, the weaklings, than go up against NBC in the tug of war. Because we figure to be ABC for that. It makes a more exciting show. We'll pick up the big heavyweight bread, baby. It's what you call strategy. Because <laughs> if we won that game, we'd have to face NBC in the tug of war. All right. But this way, we take on the weaklings. The weaklings. <laughs> I don't know who Telly Savalas is. I, don't, I can't picture what he looks like, but I love his voice. Oh, yeah. He's, he's this big, bald Greek dude. <laughs> You know, he was Kojak. That was that was. I, I don't know Kojak. Oh. I have no idea what Kojak yeah. is. Yeah, Telly Savalas is an absolute gem in this. Yeah. in this one. I love that he kept calling them the weaklings. Like if I were <laughs> part of ABC or whatever, I'd be a little offended by that. So speaking of the tug of war, so it's ABC against CBS. And of course, Howard talks to NBC captain Robert Conrad. And he's like, we lost. I mean, we had a great competition. I'm going to bring all these people back next year and we're going to win. so they do honestly it's a tug of war each team can have up to 900 pounds on each side of the rope now this is where i want to talk a little bit about robert hedges horseshack okay he did something like came up lame in the race in the running race and thought they maybe he pulled his hamstring or something like that and gabe kaplan's like you better not be hurt for welcome back cotter we need you this season and (laughs) all this stuff and but he ends up he comes back to play volleyball and you could tell he was still kind of limping but he's like Howard Cosell's talking. He's like, no, I'm good. I'll be able to, to do this and da, da, da. And so he comes in for the tug of war as the front man. And if, okay. it's like a five minute clip. But if you listen to the way Howard Cosell calls his tug of war and he's like, and Horshack's putting it in and he's going back <laughs> and he's doing it. And ABC wins the oh, tug wow, of war the, <laughs> yes, the the inaugural battle of the network stars and they all have champagne they're on the beaches of malibu and they're pouring it on howard cosell and he's like well i have to wear this for monday night football you guys are ruining my thing and everyone just seemed to have an incredibly awesome time and it sure. was the birth of a magical series Oh, I'm I'm not that competitive. I like to tell people now that I'm older. Everybody gets competitive when they're doing something like this. So I love the fact that what Kojak is that yeah. what you said? This guy he's <laughs> calling ABC the weaklings, and there's a protest <laughs> going on throughout all this. And ABC's so happy when they win that they're pouring champagne like they just won the NBA Finals or the College Football Championship. So I love the fact that any type of competitive event will bring out the competition in people. So I'm a big fan of like seeing these people that, like you mentioned, our mom and dad would watch on TV. Seeing them be competitive, that had to be kind of eye-opening for our folks, too, because I'm sure they're used to seeing Gabe Kaplan just as Mr. Goddard, mm-hmm. not expect when a 110-yard you know, race-off against whoever in the hell he had to race off. I love the fact that this show brought out the competitive spirit in these actors. 
Hello, all. This is RD. I wanted to talk to you guys about another podcast that I do work on called High Heels in Politics. It's hosted by Marianne Christie, who I work with here in Southwest Ohio. And Marianne, she interviews a lot of influential people. In Ohio, she's interviewed a lot of political people that are influential. But for those of you outside of this state, she's also interviewed people like Susie Chapstick Chaffee, a former Olympic skier who was the face of Chapstick for the 1970s and 1980s. It's really interesting to listen to that one because She talks about her struggles as a woman in the Olympics, but then how she used her celebrity and her attractiveness in order to get more rights for amateur athletes, which led us today to things like the NIL. Also, Susie was very instrumental in Title IX, which we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of. But it's not all just seriousness. Uh, Marianne has also interviewed the Naked Cowboy, the New York City icon that's been out there. Simon Lease, who a lot of you may know if you've ever seen The People vs. Larry Flint, he was the guy that arrested Larry Flint. He also arrested Jerry Springer when Jerry Springer was a member of the Cincinnati City Council here. So I encourage you guys go to Spotify, Google, Apple, go search High Heels in Politics, follow, subscribe the show. Marianne comes out with a new one every week, and it's an incredibly great conversation. And if you're interested or know anybody that may be on high heels in politics, just go to the contact page and talk to us. So let's get back to the conversation. Okay, Ty, so obviously this was a huge, huge hit, and people loved yeah. it. It uh, Easy it, to see why, too. Yeah, it actually did not come back uh, for a little bit over a year. The second one was the end of February 1977. And again, there was Howard Cosell, uh, Wikipedia listed as Caitlyn Jenner, Bruce Jenner then. And O.J. Simpson were your sideline <laughs> people. The three captains all returned, Savalas, Conrad, and Kaplan. Some names Did you ever hear the story about how O.J. couldn't be Kunta Kinte because they thought he was too nice? Yes, yes. And Roots? Okay, sorry. I just no, wanted yeah, to throw yeah. that out there. Well, speaking of Kunta uh, Kinte, LeVar Burton was on the ABC team. So Roots, again, at the time, I think was the most watched scripted program in history. You're not digging the barrel here. Uh, okay. Sonny Bono was on the CBS team. Oh, wow. <laughs> so <laughs> Kurt Russell was on the NBC team. He must have been on. Kurt a Russell show. was on a TV show. Yeah, he must have been on the I show. I thought he was just a movie actor. No. Like, because the thing comes out in 82. And I didn't watch <laughs> this one. I Part of me wants to go back and watch it. But Robert Conrad was right. He came back the next year and won. All right. Good for Robert Conrad, then. He stuck true to his word. Yeah. And as it goes on, you have, uh, like, I'm looking at one of these one of these uh, ABC teams where Kaplan was the captain for the first few of these, but Fred Berry, Billy Crystal was on this team. Who's Fred Berry? Uh, Rerun. Oh, okay. All right. (laughs) I know him as Rerun. Yeah. Robin Williams. There Ah, was... uh, Mork and Mindy? Yep. Yeah. So... Again, you had, when they say Battle of the Network Stars, these were definitively the Battle of the Network Stars. Legit stars, yeah. Mm -hmm. So they go on. I mean, I'm just looking down here. Ed Asner. Ed Asner. He was like 100 years old in the 80s. Yep, yep. (laughs) Okay. So like I said, this went on kind of uh, sometimes two times a year. Oh, shoot. Tony Danza, Lorenzo Lamas as captains. That's it. So I go to the very last one. This would have been the 14th edition, which is December 10th, 1988. And. I said earlier that Howard Cosell had done all of them but one because of an issue with ABC. That was actually the one before this. And okay. so he was this time he was co-hosted with Sherry Belafonte. And I, I tell you, I watched the entire first one. 
just because I'm like, I couldn't miss Howard Cosell. I couldn't miss all this action. I'm going to give you some of the names. So this would have been 1988 of the people on this show. I would have been 13 years old. I watched TV a lot. Okay. I would have been almost six when because it was December 10th, three days before my sixth birthday. The ABC captain is John Davidson. Don't know who he is. No idea. CBS is Lorenzo Lamas, and I just know him because Bart took over for him on this TV yeah. show. <laughs> on uh, Chips or something. <laughs> yeah. Greg Vegan can't even say his name. So I don't know who these people are. And no idea. As I go through, I'm looking at some of these names. I didn't even read them off because, again, I don't know. Is Nicolette Sheridan. I know that. She no idea on, who I, think, that I think she was on like a Dallas type soap. Malcolm Jamal Warner. Who, I know the him. Yeah, who was on Cosby. Tina mm-hmm. Yothers, who was on uh, Family Ties. But these weren't your top stars. These yeah. were not. I mean, the the show was definitively running out of steam here. Even this is Captain not. Ryan. I just say this is not Gabe Kaplan, who everybody knows and I know as Mr. God. Yes. Right. Why, right. Couldn't, they, why couldn't they get like Zach Morris to be on this? Mark Paul Gossett. Right. Part. That's what I'm saying. It's they just <laughs> did not. And also, I looked it up to see when Howard Cosell died because this was he died in 95. But the reason I looked it up is you watch this, he is not in good shape. And this sure. is 88. And yeah. everybody's nice and everybody likes each other and all the people are. I mean, Sherry Belafonte wasn't an Olympic athlete. She had been on Battle of the Network Stars. You know, okay. her dad is super famous. It's Sherry uh, Belafonte, yeah, right? Yeah, so you could tell it just was not any good anymore. So nobody was calling other teams weaklings, yeah, other no. networks. Weaklings. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I mean, you would have our, these guys like I'm coming for you, Lorenzo Lamas, but it's like, no, this isn't, this isn't Telly Savalas talking about the bread and getting the weaklings and yeah. stuff. It like feels that. like with all these reality competition shows, the reality part, like the, the producers and the quote unquote writers start to, start to kind of take over everything. And yeah. I don't mean to diminish writers. I stand with the writers guild. I think them striking is the best thing to do. But back with that's the problem with all these reality shows is that they need to have a story behind everything. It's yeah. not just let them play it out. And so I always talk to my wife about watching Love is Blind and they'll do like this very quote unquote heartfelt. We like I wonder how many takes that took. That's how I feel about stuff like this stuff. Well, a couple of things that I'll talk about the legacy of it at the end here, but Obviously, it was a good idea. You just, as television networks or as TV stars become bigger and stuff like that, they it's harder to get them there. And it's yep. it's harder. I mean, they want a payday. And look, they got paid. But the original Battle of Network stars, I think every person on the team each got $12,000 who won. So, okay. which isn't bad. I mean, it wasn't for charity or anything like that. They got actually paid. No, but them. it probably got a lot harder. And like I said, Howard Cosell looked and just sounds terrible in that. That's last a bummer one. because he was so, when he was an announcer, he was so full of life and like vigor and spirit. And mm-hmm. yeah, he, he, he was so good. We had a new type of TV star in the late nineties, early two thousands, the reality television star. Ugh. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> Bravo decided they were going to try to reboot this with the battle of the network reality stars. Bravo, real quick, just a quick aside. My favorite line ever from one of my favorite lines ever from a TV show is Alec Baldwin. He's a horrible person, but as Jack Donaghy, they're talking about Tracy Morgan's wife show, Queen of Jordan on there. And Jack Donaghy says, I remember when Bravo used to show operas. 
<laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna play the opening of Battle of the Network Reality Stars so you can get an idea of what you're in for. Today the great battle is revived. In the tradition of the classic, we return to the cliffs above the Pacific Ocean and the campus of Pepperdine University. Waiting to compete are the icons of today's TV landscape. Reality All-Stars, Hatch, Marriott, Badool, and Hawk. We'll join four teams going head-to-head in the ultimate reality TV showdown. The Battle of the Network Reality Stars begins right now. There you go, Ty. Battle of the Network Reality Stars. Richard Hatch, I believe, from Survivor. Yes. Yes. Did they say, okay, I thought I heard that name. Who else did they mention? Evan Marriott, Joe Millionaire. Yeah, you and I watched that show together when we lived together. <laughs> Here's, I'm, I'm going to throw some names out here. There's somebody from American Idol, Ryan Starr. There's I don't remember that. Mike the Miz Mizani from the Real oh, yeah, World. From Real World. He's yeah. a wrestler, like a legit wrestler. Oh, okay. There are a couple people from Amazing Race. Matt Gould from the Joe Schmo show. Never watched that. My wife watched that show though. Loved it. Theo Von Kurnatowski. <laughs> he's from- a comedian from Real World. Yep, he's a comedian now. He's a problematic comedian. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> let's see. There's Evan Marriott, another real world person, Coral Smith. Oh, yeah. I remember Cora. I watched. Okay. So you, <laughs> off mic, you and I, you were telling me about this. And I said, I probably unfortunately know more of these people <laughs> yep. because I watched a ton of real world. And then when I met my wife and we were dating, we watched a ton of reality shows. Yeah. There's a uh, Rachel Love Fraser from The Swan, one of the absolute worst reality shows. In I couldn't even bring myself to watch that. So David Daskal from Average Joe 2. I didn't even know there was an Average Joe 2. Yeah. I didn't know there was an Average Joe 1. <laughs> That's who this was. And like when you go, I'm going through their Wikipedia page and they're like, this person lost in the final challenge. This person was voted out in episode one. I'm like, voted out? What the hell is this? Thought it was just supposed to be like an Olympic competition. Yeah. So this is a series. This was a series of shows. And the first uh, episode took like four and a half million viewers. Mm -hmm. The last episode, there were six episodes. Last episode was just over a million people. Jeez. See, my problem too, one of my biggest pet peeves with like, these type of shows in the 2000s is the Simpsons did a great job of this in the Poochie episode where you got to Rastafy him by 10%. Mm -hmm. Oh, make him a little more hit. So that whole song at the beginning has this cliche, vague hip hop beat. And it's like, we're going to have this person come out. And it's ridiculous. Like the fact that, Oh, we got to appeal to a younger crowd. Who cares? Just do it like the. I mean, in 2005, you could have had, I don't know when the office were, but you could have had Steve Carell for NBC, Mm -hmm. the team captain. And, Dan Castellaneta from The Simpsons as a team captain for Fox. Like, I don't watch CBS because I'm not a thousand years old. Sorry, mom and dad, if you're listening to this. But, like, I don't know who their captain could be. I don't know who ABC's, but you could have gotten real people to do this. Well, let's talk about Rostifying it because, (laughs) again, this is a good idea. Such a great way to describe (laughs) Poochie on that episode, too. So, in 2017, they decided they were going to revive it as a summer series. And they got Mike Greenberg. 2017 battle of the new battle of the network stars they got mike greenberg and joe testa testatory testatory he's yeah. a new york guy sports guy and i'm gonna play you the intro to this one again this is a lot more money than the battle of the network star or, or reality yeah. stars and they were going for it they wanted to make this a big series again so here is the opening to that Tonight, on battle of the network stars showdown of sci-fi all-stars taking on tv cops 
from hit shows like 24 and TJ Hooker. Come on, smash Howard Cosell, ABC showed its resiliency. They'll take the field where the stars of the 70s and 80s once went head-to-head. -head. If I'm saving for the tug of war. I just yes, gotta get it. you mad. The return of the Incredible Hulk. But how incredible will he be all these years later when it's all on the line? Cops versus sci-fi and fantasy. This is where the stars collide. Go, go, go! It'll be a race to the line for the win! This is Battle of the Network Stars. Did you get the idea that Lou Ferrigno was in this? Yeah, well, they kept saying the Hulk, <laughs> but for some reason, why do they keep seeing sci-fi stars? Okay, so this is what they did. Because, obviously, television by 2017 had been so incredibly fractured. And yeah. a show on HBO or Netflix is getting more views than anything yeah. on your three-letter networks. What they did is they divided each episode up. There were different teams. And one of them was TV sitcoms against TV kids. Another was variety against TV sex symbols. So this particular one was sci-fi stars, which one of them was Hercules, Kevin Sorbo, who is, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and this was uh, against uh, sci-fi against uh, whatever. So I'm going to give you some of the names. Again, 2017, okay? On the TV sitcoms, it was Tom Arnold, Dave Coulier, Tracy Gold, and Bronson Pinchot. I know all those people, but 2017, all their shows were on in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. TV Kids had Kim Fields from Facts of Life, Joey Lawrence oh. from Blossom. Again, all these from the 90s. Yes. And let's be honest, none of them are who you're going to call the highest of, uh, no. of stars. I mean... Get John Stamos if you're going to take somebody from Full House. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking through. Here's another TV Kids one for you. Mackenzie Phillips, who's older than me. Yeah. Jimmy Walker. <laughs> Jonathan so Lipnicki. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan, TV, he was in Jerry Maguire. Yes. What? Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. <laughs> Again, it's it premiered in June of, uh, late June of 2017 to about 4 million views. And it ended September of 2017 with about two and a half million views. You and I did that episode about American Gladiators. Maybe it's just to let these things stay in the past. They had their moment. It was great. We don't need multiple sequels. This isn't a John Wick series or a Star Wars that we're talking about. We don't need multiple sequels. Just let this stay in the past and remember frozen in time, yeah. if you will. Well, they even in the intro to the 2017 version, they had a little clip of Howard Cosell. It's the, yeah, like I heard that the ultimate like retro, like remember when you like this, well, we're going to do it again, but we're going to do it much worse. Yeah, exactly. We're going to, we're going to solely the good name, what this used to be. And I don't know where you sit on the Mike and Mike debate, the Golick versus Greenberg, but I find Mike Greenberg to be tiring and yes. never cared that much. So. Well, being a Michigan fan and yeah. Jim Harbaugh is always in the news as taking a head coaching job. And Mike Greenberg is the type of guy who will one second be like, oh, he already did it. He can't coach in the pros. But then when the Jets had coaching the job, they need to go hire Jim Harbaugh. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah, I, I don't pay much attention to Mike Greenberg or Mike Golick for that matter. Yeah. I don't pay much attention to either. No, so. but like Mike Greenberg to me is like the uh, Bill Simmons you can take home to see yes. your mom. No, a hundred percent. That is a great <laughs> comparison. <laughs> It didn't work, obviously, but yeah. I I want to talk about the legacy of it and then kind of do a fantasy if we were going to reboot it ourselves. But um, okay. 
obviously you knew what this was when I started to yep. talk about it. It's yep. there's yeah, the wheels were turning. Yeah. So I figured it out. People our age think of Gabe Kaplan as the star of two shows. Welcome back, mm-hmm. Cotter and Battle of the Network Stars. Totally. Uh, any memory I have of Telly Savalas is from Battle of the Network stars. <laughs> you are watching Kojak on the radio. Yeah. So there's been, it's been all sorts. It's been repeated. It's been tried again and again. There's been international versions, all sorts of things. There's probably two in particular that kind of homage us to it that I remember really well. The first one is back in the 80s, there was Second City Television. It was mm-hmm. uh, like Saturday Night Live, but with a lot less money. But it had, yeah. if you watch, I think we've talked about this before. If you watch Shit's Creek, that's all anybody on that show over 50 yeah. is SCTV. Rick Moranis. Um, the home, homeboys from Strange, Strange Brew. It's Rick Moranis yeah. and Dave Thomas. Dave Thomas. I yeah. always, I always know, I know his name is very easy and that it's somebody else's famous name, but I can never remember his name until somebody says it. Well, they did this thing. It was uh, intercut during one of their episodes. So the entire clip's like 15 minutes long, but you'll find it in like three, four-minute clips. They did Battle of the PBS Stars. <laughs> and That's perfect. <laughs> and it was William Buckley, for if you don't know, is like the intellectual conservative from the 1970s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Carl Sagan from Cosmos were the two team captains. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> the uh, the like scientific guy. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. And <laughs> they, they do great impersonations, but probably the clip everybody remembers really well is the boxing match was against Fred, Mr. Rogers, and Julia Child. Yep. <laughs> I, even I know that clip. Yeah. <laughs> at the end, Fred Rogers grabs the puppet of King Friday and beats. And you even hear the announcer, the Howard Cosell like announcer, going like, she has been beaten down by a puppet of King Friday. There's no more <laughs> dignity left in boxing. <laughs> so good. Well, and like, I'm sure this wasn't a direct spoof of Battle of the Network Stars, but what I think of when this is brought up in conversation and stuff is John Belushi on SNL where he's the quote unquote Olympic athlete who eats donuts and you <laughs> yes. see, they show him doing the pole vault or javelin. I don't know what, what it is, but he has a cigarette in his mouth while he's doing it. So that's what I figure. Like, again, I don't think it was a direct correlation or direct spoof, but I am, whenever I hear battle of the network stars, my brain immediately goes to Belushi eating donuts, smoking a cigarette, doing the javelin. That's what I think of. And I, I guarantee if Belushi were ever on this, that's exactly what he would do, too. That's how serious Belushi would have taken it. Yeah, absolutely. The one that I really remember, though, and I know we've talked about this before, that every now and then in the morning, USA Network used to have the Cartoon Express. Yep. And it was a, a lot of like Hanna-Barbera cartoons and things like that that I remember watching. Well, Hanna-Barbera, I think they did like two of these, but they were all pretty long produced something or created something called Laugh Olympics. And I'm going to play the intro to that. Heaven's to hilarity. This is it, sports fans. Participants even. Television's greatest array of stars. Laugh Olympics presents around the world triple team competition between the Yogi Yahoois, the Scooby Doobies, and the really Rockies. The players are on the field, in the stadium even. So let's get on with it. I'd watch that. Yes. The Scooby Doobies, <laughs> uh-huh. the Yogi Yahooies, and the Really Rottens. And I love the way the guy talks on the <laughs> intro. <laughs> and they would compete in all these different events. They had, like, it would, like, skiing, racing. And again, I know cartoons. Everybody's like, was it live? No, it's very hard on the animator's <laughs> wrist. But 
and there would be so good. <laughs> there would be shenanigans abound and it was it was just a little it, i mean as a matter of fact i probably in my head remember more of the laugh olympics than i do okay. of the actual battle of the network stars okay yeah no that makes i don't remember the laugh olympics all that well but that sounds cooler than the new versions of battle of the network stars that they try to do like you said, sometimes it's best to leave these in the past. And I've been racking my brain all weekend. If they could honestly do this again, like honestly mm-hmm. really do this again, do a, a battle of the network stars. I mean, Howard Cosell's dead. Telly Savalas yeah. is dead. I mean, you get Joe Buck, maybe <laughs> that's what I said. It's funny. You said Joe Buck was like the, the best person you could think of that could do that. But I was sitting there and I was telling my wife, I mean, if you were really putting this together, and I know I'm aged out of this because the show's been <laughs> off the air for like eight, nine years, but who am I getting? Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad? Exactly. Well, and you, you had mentioned this too, and I'm thinking, okay, does Comedy Central count as a network? Because then I take Anders home from Workaholics because he was a Division One yeah. swimmer in college. Yeah. So it's like, but does that count? Is that a network star? Well, and like I was thinking <laughs> if I was actually going to do this and there's a, a tug of war and I've got Nathan Fielder on one side and the kid from Young Sheldon on the other side. I mean, <laughs> it's like I'm watching some weird Black Mirror episode that yeah, just exactly. makes that, no sense. Well, and like who are the network stars today? Because you, you again, you had mentioned this off mic, like a, a quote unquote fantasy team. And I'm sitting there thinking, OK, well, like Simpsons, Bob's Burgers, those are still on Fox. Do I take? Dan Castellaneta, who's in his 70s, yeah. or do I take John Benjamin, who clearly could care less about athletics? And then you look at what's on NBC now. Like, Grand Crew was just on, but that got canceled. I mean, so could I take Carl Tart from that show? Could I take Nicole Byer? Like, I don't know who I would take. Well, the pro- that's the problem is I got to thinking to myself, what are the big mm-hmm. TV shows? And yeah. so you would need to get everybody from Abbott Elementary against everybody mm-hmm. from uh, the Goldbergs. Or, mm-hmm. or you I think it's, I think it's, series finale happened but like you said you know everybody from abbott elementary versus young sheldon yeah. is that a thing is that show still on yeah i don't know it's uh, on like most recent season of black mirror just came out could i pull some people from that does that count as a network or is netflix a streamer like this is this is the problem we're in today you know well i so i figured it out if i was to do another battle of the network stars and that's only a one-on-one competition but i would do disney plus against hbo and okay i would have and they, they all have to be in their character-appropriate costume. So I wouldn't have Pedro Pascal. I'd have the Mandalorian. Okay. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you've you got the Mandalorian. who You can take, like, Scarlet Witch from WandaVision. You, okay. Tom Hiddleston can be in this Loki gear. Okay. Um, there's probably some kid's show that I can throw a kid in there or something like that. And then on the HBO side, like I said, I'd have Nathan Fielder. I'd have Larry David. I would have... Somebody from Succession, probably Macaulay Culkin's brother. Kieran? Yeah, I just know him as Roman <laughs> for some reason. I can't get that out of my um, head. He was in some movie as Roman, yeah. wasn't he? I don't or know is that if the name I, of his character? Yeah, I don't know if I have Pedro Pascal running over from The Last of Us. And I, I just think or that's... you could have Ellie from that well, show. Well, right, right. That would be my <laughs> kid I would throw or- in. Take Jennifer Coolidge from White Lotus. That's I say, Jennifer. Yeah, or Uncle Rico from White Lotus. Oh, I forgot he was on that. Yeah, I did have <laughs> He's Jennifer. He's a dude on that show, too. <laughs> I did have Jennifer uh, Jennifer Coolidge on here. But that, that's it. That's what people would watch. We would watch that, and it would be – maybe I wouldn't have Jack Buck or Joe Buck do it. I would have probably – oh, God, what's – why can't I think of his name now? The weirdo director. 
that did uh, David Lynch. I'd have David Lynch, you know, maybe call it because (laughs) that's what it would be. It would just be pure and utter surreality. And look, I'm not judging any of the actors today. It's a a big job. It does this. But they are a bit more self-serious than I think even even Robert Conrad back in the 70s, I think, understood the joy of it. Well, yeah, and no, that's the thing, too. Like, when you mentioned doing a fantasy team, a fantasy draft for this stuff, it's like, I don't watch network television anymore except than Bob's Burgers. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm trying to think of people. I mentioned Anders Holm from Workaholics. Workah- Workaholics has been off the air for years now. Keegan-Michael Key from Key and Deal been off the been off TV for years now. So, I don't know who I'd go to. And I think your idea of doing streamers is the correct way to go about doing something like this because that's what everybody watches them. And that's the unfortunate thing. And that's why I think the Writers Guild is on strike and the actors are about to go on strike because they don't get any residuals. And what these CEOs are doing at these streamers is completely wrong and they deserve that. But there is no there is no network stars. Who who are they going to get? Are they going to get young Sheldon to go up against? I'm trying to think because our parents, our mom and dad still watch network television. Mm-hmm. I go over to their house and our mom will watch Mike and Molly reruns till the cows come home. So it's like, who who do we take from these shows? Quinn Brunson versus Young Sheldon seems like the only fair matchup that you yeah. get from all that stuff. Yeah. It's an artifact of a bygone era, like you said, yep. with, with what you call it. The, American yeah, American Gladiators and things like that. But it's something, again, I go back and I, wa- I watched that first one and I had the time of my life. I'm like, this is awesome. Absolutely. This is yeah. so funny. And then I watched the last one or part of it and I got sad and then just realized I, I didn't even watch any of the Battle of the Reality Stars. No, <laughs> no need to. Well, and that's the thing with American Gladiators. I go back and I watch old episodes sometimes and I love it. And that's why I don't think I want to watch this new 30 for 30 about it because I think it's going to ruin that for me. And I feel like that's what they did with these try to remake these Battle of the Never Stars. They just ruined it. And that's not cool. Well, Ty, when they do Battle of the Podcast Stars and we need to, <laughs> we need to go out there because... You're Me gonna, versus Marin. Yep. You're, you're <laughs> gonna, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where are they going to find you? Uh, yeah, you can find me on uh, Facebook and Instagram, Ty Kulik, T-Y-K-U-L-I-K, all lowercase. Man, I would love to meet Mark Marin and do a competition <laughs> against him because I think he'd be re- really like into it. And I also really like Mark Marin. But yeah, no, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. More importantly, come read my stuff on Seedsing, S-E-E-D-S-I-N-G.com. I re- got myself reacquainted with some old neighbors that we had and old high school friends. And it was really nice to hear them say that they read the stuff. So people are reading it. So go check it out. Seedsing, S-E-E-D-S-I-N-G.com. Most importantly, though, you can hear me on this podcast, the Millennial Man podcast. Rate, review us, tell your friends about us. Check me out on Chucklehead Chat, hosted by my buddy, our buddy, Glenn Adams. I've been on a couple episodes of that. But yeah, Millennial Man, Seedsing, and as always, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, we repeat all that. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay on a high note because again I'm I'm still high from uh, grabbing those clips from the original Battle of the Network <laughs> Stars and just pining for the days of our Gabe Kaplan's, Telly Savalas's, and Robert Conrad to the world doing it like men, doing it That's on right. the field, <laughs> fighting the weaklings. <laughs> and they didn't run 220; they ran 110 because the yeah. 220 is tough, but too it, much. Yeah. Uh, with all that being said, we thank you for your years. Anything else that you may use to listen to the Ex-Millennial Man podcast. Remember, we're here every Saturday for free, wherever you find your fine podcasting shows. And enjoy your Iowa excursion, Ty. I will. And I remember my sign-off because I couldn't remember last podcast, so I remember it now. Stay fresh, cheese bags.
All right, great. See you next time. Take it easy. She understands now why we call it the thrill of victory vis-a-vis the agony of defeat. Look at the smile etched in the visage as he breasts the tape. The Ex-Millennial Man podcast is a production of SeedSane.com, fully owned by R.D. Kulik and Associates, LLC. Producers Ty Kulik and Ryan Kulik, adequately engineered by Ryan Kulik.